Hi, welcome to Baker Rangers. Welcome to Baker Rangers Movie Talk. This is a place where we can talk about movies, movies we love, movies we haven't seen before. And today I'm with my guest, Alan, the part-time nerd. How's it going, Alan? Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's been a it's been a long day, long week. Uh, yeah, you were telling me earlier your kiddo's out of school. I got I got a few more days before I have to deal with that. So I, I, I'm enjoying the quiet before the storm for sure. Yeah, she uh, last Friday was her last day of school. She she goes to school in Oklahoma, and they Oklahoma doesn't care much about education, so they're always the uh, <laughs> last last one in, first ones out. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so we're t- here. Uh, you you uh, uh, talked to me or mentioned uh, this brought this movie to my attention because you thought it looked kind of different. And uh, yeah, hundred percent something I saw, and it just it just looked different. It was just like you know what. Why not? Yeah. It was on Amazon Prime, and I have Amazon Prime, so I was able to, to watch it. Um, like, it's called The Defender, um, but it's Woody Harrelson. He's like a vigilante wannabe superhero. They go like a different angle. Because there, 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 there's, there's a few movies like this, uh, but, but it, it, was, it was different. What did you think about it? It, it, definitely, it was definitely different. It, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I kind of expected a little bit kind of like kick ass, a little bit like a little bit like super. You kind of got somewhere in between there. Uh, you definitely had a little bit of a twist with uh, Woody's character, Arthur. He's he's a bit slower. He's not mentally there, all there, uh, but he wants to do the right thing. You know, that's just kind of the, the common thing uh, they talk about. You know, we'll, we'll get into, you know, what really leads him down this path and things like this. But again, this was just something that I saw and I was like, Defendor. And just seeing the thumbnail, you're just like, eh. And then when you click on it and you see it, well, that Defendor, that's Woody Harrelson. You got Kat Dennings in it, Sandra O. Oh, you've got Casey Jones himself, isn't it? Like, he is? At first, yeah, he's he's a dually. He's he's the crooked cop. Yeah. It took me a second to pick it up because I, I heard him talking and I'm like, I know that voice. I know it. And so went over to, you know, looked at the cast and it's Elias Coteus. I think yeah. is, is how you say his last name and you click on it. And then, of course, the first thing that pops up is Ninja Turtles. I was like, that's it. That's how I knew I him. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and Michael Kelly's in it too. And he's in it. He's just one of those guys that everything that he's in, he's good, you know, and he's not someone that you know by his name, but you know, by his face, it's, it's that face that you see. Um, and when you see him, you're like, okay, this guy's always good. <laughs> So yeah, I threw it out to you. I was like, "Hey, let's let's do this," you know. And you were like, "Yeah, all right, I'm in. Let's do it." Yeah, and you, and you can't really go wrong with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, when I when I when when I saw the or when I meant saw the word defender, I was like, "Okay." So I looked it up, and Woody Harrelson as like want to be superhero, and okay, that that actually might work. It might work. Um, but yeah, um, just just the way he plays it um, works too. Um, I, I guess he's a little more versatile than I thought he was an actor because a lot of the things he plays, he plays with Harrelson. Uh, right. This, <laughs> but, but this this was this was different. And the, the, the whole cast with this movie, it, it just, it worked. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a basic story. Like, there's not a lot to really follow um, in, sen- in the sense of, like, the main story. Right. You know, you do kind of go into more of not how he became the wannabe super, I guess in a sense, the wannabe superhero, the movie kind of jumps around. So it's one of those jump around movies. 
Um, like me, yeah. Normally, when I when I talk, starts in the past and kind of works it, or starts in the future, goes to the past as he's telling a story, catches back up with current time, uh, type movie as some flashbacks in there as well too that are just kind of sprinkled in there, um, just to kind of let you know who he is as he's kind of trying to tell the stories and things like that. Um, I I thought they did a good job with that. Uh, it it was enjoyable. Uh, again, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I got some I got a kick out of some of the things like he's trying to do like a Batman voice, um, as, as whenever he's dressed up a little bit, he's, he does his voice a little bit more lower and grainy than, than you know the other times when he's kind of lets his guard down. You know, he's got a moment with the chief of police where they kind of have a moment where they're talking about their grandfathers being in World War Two and that, and he kind of lowers his guard a little bit and. You know, his tone of his voice changes and just his whole demeanor changes. It's like he almost trans mentally transforms into a different person when he's the defender or persona. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's how super heroes are supposed to be. So he wanted to keep uh-huh. all that all that uh, kind of a secret. He even even though his I guess he would be his best friend. Best friend kind of knew, but it's kind of kept it secret. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it, but it, I, I just really enjoyed everything they did with it. Um, I thought Cad Dennings was great in it um, as a, a, a druggy prostitute, essentially, is is what she is. Um, he kind of saves her, not necessarily really saves her, right? She's in the situation that she's in of her own choosing, but he kind of steps in and kind of gets her out of that situation and is in his own little way trying to tell her to be a better person. Um, and doing what he can at one point smacks the crack out of her hand. Um, it says, don't do drugs. Uh, not, not good for you. <laughs> yeah. In his, cause he's, he's not emotional or not most mentally. He's just not all there. He's got a very low IQ. Um, you, you can tell a little bit when he's kind of in his defender state, but you really tell when he's not, when he's, actually trying to have conversations with people and things like that. That's when you re- it really starts to kind of show through for the first little bit of the movie. You, you don't know it until he, he kind of steps away. And you're like, okay, this guy's not all there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you kind of see it from the, like the first scene, but you just don't not like in the same way. It's, it's just like, who is this guy leaves. This is happening. Um, but like it, yeah, it goes further into more detail on, I guess is more of his mental state because at first, whenever uh, the uh, the bad guys in there was calling him, you know, I can't say say on, on YouTube. I was like, <laughs> that's kind of out of place, but I guess you know. But then, as the movie goes, like uh, calling him that word, he, he is right. So, he he yeah. is, yeah. So for sure. So, uh, but it's. Uh, it was. It was. It, yeah. It's. It's a fun ride. Uh, like we said earlier, kind of it starts, kind of, maybe, I don't know. Like not three fourths, but a little bit further than that. It's like the big opening scene. He's talking with the uh, psychi- a psychiatrist, uh-huh. and uh, and because she's trying to find out later that she's just doing a mental evaluation on him to see if he's fit to be out in the real world or he needs to go to prison. Um, yep. So. Because he did something to a laundry shop, 
and you know get to that point until later on yeah the whole time i'm thinking it's because he's going after who he calls captain industry um and it's this bad the super villain that essentially that he's he's created in his mind and you find out that's who he says killed his mother um his mother was essentially a a druggy whore you kind of you don't know it for sure, but you get that impression of her because she's kind of similar to Kat Denning's character um, in the movie, which she goes by the name Kat. So that was a real stretch for her as far as names are concerned. At first she was Angel, then she's like, no, that's not my real name. Right, yeah. And so you kind of get that parallel of, okay, that's who she was. You know, she's telling him at at a young age when he's a child, he's got to go live with his grandfather for a little bit, but I'll be back to I'll be back to get you. And later in the movie, it's flashing back and he's talking to his grandfather. His grandfather says, no, no, capital, capital of industry, not. And he in his mind, it's Captain Industry, a, a bad guy who killed his mom. Uh, so this is this fictitious person that he's chasing the whole time. But he ends up running into a, a Serbian mob boss who's like legit, like legit, legit. <laughs> yeah, and. and- he he gets he gets lucky along the way in in this uh, movie uh, because uh, you know the, from that opening whenever you first see him as the vigilante superhero the defender uh, he makes makes sure that people know it's defender not defender he gets, he gets offended if you call him defender yes he will get mad no. um so you'll you'll see Cat Denning's character and uh, Casey Jones but uh, uh Dooley Detective Dooley is who he is he's an undercover cop uh who's crooked as hell <laughs> uh but the defendor knows that he's crooked so he clearly is the way he does his justice is you're a bad guy you need to get beaten up it's not let me find out let's try to get you through the you know get the cops to to see this no it's you're a bad guy i'm gonna beat the crap out of you. so yeah uh, with marbles He'll use marbles, marbles uh, a jar of angry wasps. He'll use um, <laughs> and a bat with uh, nails in it uh, before Negan did it. Yeah, well, nails? it was no, it wasn't nails. It was a because they talked about it. It's yeah, it like I, a, I can't remember the name World for War it. Bat. It was a World War II like baton, well, baton essentially yeah. um, that he got from his grandfather, and that was kind of where him and the chief of police because after he assaulted that police officer he ends up getting arrested uh for assaulting him and they didn't the cop didn't want to press charges he wanted taken care of the old-fashioned way well after the police officer talked to him he kind of realized this guy's harmless like he's i I don't have anything to worry about here you could tell he's got suspicions about the police officer that he did beat up uh already so he's just kind of like you know what just go, you know, you're, you're free to go. And then in his mind, he's actually breaking out. Um, Cause as he's leaving, there's 50 ways to leave this place, but I'm walking through the front door. Like yeah. they're letting you out, bro. <laughs> well, what I didn't get is they didn't want to give that baton back to him, but they left it on. the. Well, it was in a locked room and he broke. Yeah. He, he busted the lock to get in there to get it. Um, so he wasn't leaving without it. He saw, he knew where it was and he went and got it and, and took it with him. So like I saw him like break in, I was like, isn't that the only door to that room? And cause he was getting to the other side. Well, I guess they would have, maybe it's just the way they framed the scenes. Like, isn't that the only way out? But, um, yeah. So 
Then he gets, tries to confront the same cop again when cops got some cronies with him and yeah. gets the crap beat out of him. I mean, just gets the ever living crap beat. I mean, it, it was not good at all for a second. You know, he, he held his own for a split second and then there was, there was like four or five of them and they beat the living crap out of him, broken ribs, face tore up. Um, and he goes to work the next day, and this is where you you first meet um, what's his name Paul, his his friend, uh, who's who you it turns out that's his boss. Uh, he's he works construction, holding the sign, the stop, the slow sign, and he sees it. And he's like, "What happened? What what's going on? When did this happen? Okay, you're going to the hospital. It takes him to the hospital to get him taken care of, um, so that he can get all bandaged up. He's got he's got broke. He's like your ribs broke. Yeah, they hurt. Only when I breathe. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's go. We're we're gonna, we're gonna take you in there, um, and that's where you kind of get a little bit of a feel of about about the character, right? Where you're you're kind of seeing, okay, he's not he's not all mentally there. This guy, he looks after him. Um, this guy, he's more than just a boss to him. He he looks after him. You know, he finds out. You know, he's not staying at home. He, he was kicked out of the place that he was living in because he got in a fight. Uh, and he's like, why don't you come stay with us until we can get you somewhere else? And he's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he's like, well, come on. But yeah, I, I like the dynamic between the two of them. You don't get a lot of scenes between the two of them, but I, 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 you did get enough to see that relationship and just see that he really and truly cared for him. Um, and you find out later on the reason why is because he saved his son when he was younger. You know, his son was playing in the street. A car almost hit him and he ran and picked him up and held his hand up to stop the car that was going to get hit his kid. And I, th- I think that's kind of where he. He feels like he's indebted to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and in that, when I got beat up before uh, you find out that he's uh he's works in construction um, was the. Pat Deening's character kind of woke him up. Was it that that time, or was it a different? Yeah, it was that time. Because right. after he got beat up, because he's having a flashback where he's, yeah, when his mom's telling him he's got to go live with his grandfather and things like that, where where you're finding out about that, and it's kind of flashing back and forth between the two, and he's like, "Mom, mom," she's like, "Sure, if that's your kink, yeah, we'll go, we'll go, with mom, whatever you like, you know. Where, where's your money at? You no, you don't have your money, okay." Let's take you home. Let's let's take you home and get you taken care of. But but that way it it kind of does kind of show you, um, because they you know they have a connection within the movie. Once after she stops deciding to steal his stuff, um, right? That you know maybe she kind of resembles his mom. And you know that that scene where you kind of see where he where he meets her technically again. That it's it's that connection between his mom and her and so maybe he just now drawn to her even though you know, she's not somebody that should even care about right and but and also in his eyes he doesn't see her for who she is right he he doesn't see all of that he sees he saw her as a victim that he saved um and now it's kind of part of saving her but also again the, the parallels between her and and the mom, I think that's really where the, the caring really comes in for her and, you know, telling her she needs to do better. You know, what are you good at? 
And she's like, well, I'm good. well, what else are you good at? And gets to, you know, she said she was a good writer. He's like, well, you need to go get a typewriter then yeah. and write. He'd be like Lois Lane, you know, because in his mind, everything is is comic book related. Superhero stories, things like that. Everything for him is is kind of related to, to that. You see him reading comics throughout it. She takes his first issue of some comic. She's like, this first issue, first edition, I thought it would have been worth something. Some kid offered me four bucks for it. What am I, what am I going to get for that? You know, um, but yeah, it's you really get to see that dynamic between the two, and you really see it later when he's put in the hospital. Of she's really come to just care for him, you know, a, a, as a person, as pretty much everybody does who meets him, other than the, the bad guys, bad right? Guys. The, the gangsters, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, while. You know, you see that connection with with her and him, um, and even with him and his boss. Uh, you get the, the the background of now this guy's dangerous. The defender, defender. There's something. There's something up with him. Like he's getting in our way, um, even though he's just there by accident. Um, and so let's cut him off. We need to get him out of here. <laughs> and so, you know, the the boss, the mob. Oh, is it a mob or? Yeah, he's a mob boss. Yeah, he's mob a Serbian boss. mob boss. So he's got a bunch of crooked, crooked several crooked cops. Because I don't think I'll, this is not the character's name, but that guy. I don't think he's the only crooked cop on. Because you have the guy he told to take care of it. I'm. I have a feeling that he was a cop too. The the second guy. So after yeah. because he told them all to take care of him, and. He he they they were taking care of him. He was he was he's got his licks in, and then this other guy shows up out of nowhere that you hadn't seen anywhere, um, and it's just beating the crap out of him and telling him to st- just stay down, stay down, uh, do what's best for you, stay down. And like when he started doing that, I started to kind of get the feel for, okay, this guy might be an undercover cop mm-hmm. that's kind of working his way in there, um. And then he gets a gun and he's like, he was going to shoot him with a gun. And he's like, oh, guns are for, for, uh, he say guns are for pussies, I think, or something like that, or something similar, something along those lines. And so he put the gun up and he kicked his crap, he kicked the crap out of him again. And he got up again, you know, so he took the gun and he shot him. Um, so you think, and it's, it's not like a normal gun, it's a automatic. Yeah, it's like, like he gets shot a lot. And there's like no way anybody could survive an actual shot with that yeah and he's he's calling back up because his friend had you know uh paul had given him a phone and he's calling him and he's telling him backups on the way and that's when he shoots him uh and then he's searching everywhere because he hears the gunshots and everything uh doesn't hear him at all anymore so he's searching for him and that's where he goes and finds cat and gets cat to take him to where he's at and they're rushing him to the hospital and that. And that's when you find out he was hit with training bullets. It yeah. wasn't a real gun or it was a real gun. It just wasn't real bullets. Um, and then when the mob boss finds out, he knows now that that guy is actually undercover and takes him out as well as they take out the, the cops that are in the, the van uh, running the audio. So, yeah, that's when you really I think that's really when you get the sense for how how much danger he's in um, at that point in time. Before that, I didn't really get that feel that he was in. He was in over his head for sure. 
but he wasn't in danger the way that that that's really when you get that feel for okay this guy's messing with some real legit bad guys like you gotta be careful buddy <laughs> but he doesn't see that because he's after uh what was his made up captain industry captain industry he's after captain but industry he thinks this mob boss might be captain industry too because cat told them that's captain industry i knew Just, if, if anybody's captain industry this is him uh and he even goes so he, right he he caught he captured Dooley at one point sneaks up on him captures him he's holding him hostage um throwing throw, him in marbles like yeah. he just had this thing for marbles and he had an absurd amount of marbles too. Right. Especially like that, that, end. Right. That, that end scene, he had a ton of marbles, but yeah, he, he captures them and he's trying to get him to give him some information. He's not telling him anything. And you see, he kind of tortures him a little bit with the, he's got like a, a, a nutcracker um, and he's doing something to his hand, but you don't really see much. And then the guy's free again. So he, he doesn't really get anything from him, but no. And then we, uh, he finally gets kind of back into custody because he find out that cat, uh, doesn't have a good relationship with her dad. Um, and he finds out that her dad wants the laundromat. The, yeah, the dry clean, the, the, the dry, dry cleaners yeah. there. And, you know, she tells him like, Hey, he, he molested me. He molests other children. He's a bad person. If you want to, you want to go after somebody that's somebody to go after and after he's put in the hospital after he gets shot and the living crap kicked out of him he's in there kind of playing possum as she's going in there and saying goodbye to him like look there's something else i'm good at it's running away you know take care of yourself i i I really care about you all this thank you so much for caring about me please and as soon as she leaves his eyes just pop wide open like he's like all right and he takes off, and that's where he goes. He's in the hospital gown with a cast on his hand, <laughs> and drags the guy, throws the guy through the window, and throws him in a trash can. Trash can, like, like a freshman in high school, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah, so he gets arrested there, and he goes through the psych evaluation. Like, why, you know, why? Or I guess before that, you know, why did you know? Why did you do that? Oh, he knew. He knew he deserved it. He yeah, knew, he knew he was a bad guy. He wanted to be in that trash can because he's trash. And this is all just, this is just how he thinks and how he feels. And they've got him locked up in this big plastic jail cell type thing. Like and he's refusing, you know, thing, like sound. right. <laughs> yeah. And he's refusing to have a lawyer. He's going to, they're like, oh, are you going to represent yourself? And he's like, there's nothing. To... He doesn't understand any of it. And Paul's there at the, at the trial and he's speaking up for him. Like, look, I know him. He's a friend of mine. He works for me. I'm with the local 457 and he just, he just does not understand. He doesn't comprehend. And the, the prosecutors agreeing, like, look, this guy, he doesn't really understand anything. And the judge is like, well, we're going to go ahead and put you through this. Do you understand? And he's and Paul's back there popping off. He doesn't understand. Of course he doesn't understand. And that's when he starts with the now we're back to, you know, where we're at current time when we started the movie with the um, the, the psych evaluation with Sandra O's character, Dr. Park. And she's telling the judge, like, you can't put him in jail. Like, 
he'll get eaten alive in there. You gotta, this is a guy that he needs help. He needs this. And the judge is like, well, I can't do anything. There's nothing. She's like, you gotta find a way. And then that's when they essentially put him under Paul's custody. He goes home with Paul and he's going to live with Paul and Paul's going to take care of him. And part of the agreement is he can't put the defender outfit on ever again. He loses it there. And you see him shortly after that, where he's there at construction site working. Meanwhile, the mob boss has been talking about, Hey, we got to get this guy. We got to take care of this guy, but we got to wait till after our deal. Let's get through our deal. Then we'll do it. And they're like, well, how do we know he's not going to talk? And so they end up getting cat because she goes back to Dooley saying, Hey, I'm ready to be back. Bring me back. And they lock her up and take a picture of her and give it to him saying, "Uh, if you talk, we'll kill her. Well, to him, that's just talk in general. Like he refuses to speak. He he doesn't know what they mean. So, and you get that little bit of a montage where it's a couple days where you're just sitting on the swing set there at their house through the rain, through everything, just flat out, just refusing to talk. And, you know, uh, Paul's son is sitting there talking to him. It's like, you ever going to talk again? Well, if you do, you know, you can talk to me. And then that's when he walks away. And then that's when he pulls out the thing. If you talk, we'll kill her. And that's when you, when you put together, okay, he thinks he's not allowed to ever speak again. Till the son starts pretending to be the defender. He's not the defender, and he's like, finally speaks up. I'm the defender. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, he's going to go rescue Cat. Uh, meanwhile, Cat frees herself, shoots Dooley in the junk, um, is, is escaping as he's showing up, and she's like, we, we got to get out of here because I just shot him. In, I just shot him in the junk. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's go. And that's where he decides he's he's going after the, the mob boss. He's going after him. This is going to be the big final showdown. And there's there's nothing anybody can do to stop him. And she's trying to get him to take the gun. She's she's trying to convince him not to. She's like, they've got guns. They'll shoot you. And in his mind, he's been shot. Bolts bounce off of him. Not understanding. That was not real not- bullets. Yeah. Those were rubber bullets. They weren't real bullets. Um, she gets them. She's trying to convince him to take the gun. He's guns are bad. He doesn't want to use guns. Uh, she eventually gets him to take it with him, to which then he uses it to throw at guys. He's not shooting it. He's using it to throw. <laughs> and I got a kick out of when he comes barreling in there. So he's in the big construction truck and he's going and he's lighting the flares and everything, and he's lighting the flares in the truck, and he's jumping out of the truck. And I think in his mind, this is how I pictured it in his mind, he's going to jump out of the truck, and the truck's just going to barrel through everything in there, and there's going to be a big old explosion and stuff. And no, when he gets out, nothing's on the gas, and it just kind of... Well, he creeps (laughs) up. It just just kind of stops. Like, everyone's just kind of sitting there like, huh, okay. (laughs) Gotta shoot it up. Well, after it releases a whole bunch of marbles. And wasps. And one thing I will say, he, he does have some technical savvy because he had that truck um, voice activated. Like, he would say marbles release in the area where the marbles were. That thing would pop open and the marbles come out. Release the wasps. Turn on the lights. He walked around with the... I, I thought it was funny. He walked around with a 
VCR on his back. Yeah. Because he recorded everything. And he had the little camera right here that ran to a VCR that was on his back. And he recorded everything on VHS. That was his uh, body cam. Yeah. Yeah. Which at that time, it, they, they told you, they kind of gave you the feel for where they were in time when he was trying to get more VHS tapes. And the only ones Cat can find for him are just a bunch of pornos. And she's like, yeah, we'll, we'll you put this here. Boom. Now you can record over them and you're good to go. Because This movie was like 2009. I think this was yep. not long after they discontinued VHS. Uh-huh. Yep. So he was just using old school VHS because that's what he had. And I mean, he's rocking the VCR and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> you can still get like VHS tapes at Walmart. You can. You can. Yes, you can. <laughs> And audio tapes too. Audio tapes and all that stuff are still there. He's got the big final showdown where he's he's fighting off everybody, uh, and it ends with him face to face with the mom boss, and he's got the gun, and he tells him again, you know, guns are for pussies, and then the dude just pops him, shoots him, pops him three times in the gut. He falls down. He you see the look of just shock in his face because he's like. He's fully expecting that the bolts to bounce off him and and they don't. But he gets back up to go after him again, gets gets a shot on him, hits him with the club uh, and then gets shot again and again. And uh, all while cats watching like cats running to 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 his aid and gets there just in time to for him to kind of die, die in their arms and uh they kind of have that moment of, you know, he's like, well, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And he's telling her, you know, go, go be Lois Lane. She's like, I'll be Lois Lane. Let's go your story. Yes. And, and then you get the, you get, and I like how they kind of close it up for you. You know, you get that, the little montage of, they have a big um, memorial that one guy had spray painted on a wall for him. And a lot of people are walking up there and paying their respects uh, you've got Paul. Paul's there. Uh, Doctor uh, Park shows up there. All the while, like throughout the whole movie, there's a guy that's been on the radio talking uh, about the crime, and someone needs to do something. And you know, someone finally stepped up, and he even makes the comment, you know, he may have only had an IQ of 80, but he stepped up, and when nobody else would, he stepped up. And you see that the the uh, Dooley. He he ends up living because he gets sent to jail, uh, and they ex, ex, extradite the the mob boss the, the Serbia, and then you get at at the end you see Cat is writing. She's got a typewriter. She's got articles that she's been writing. She's been writing a bunch of articles about him for the paper and things like that. And that's and then you see another wasp, and that's how the movie ends. Sure, we're not going to see a, a sequel to this, but. Um... Yeah, you know, you you would have expected it to be like more comedy because uh, with Kat Dennings and uh, Woody Harrelson, like uh -huh. you would think that would be like a comedy duo, but no, like this was a this was a serious movie. Yeah, it was it was a real serious movie, uh, real kind of dark without being dark, mm -hmm. right? It it kept light tones throughout the movie, but was kind of dark themed. Um, just with kind of what he was dealing with and things like that. Very real life uh, with everything. You know, there wasn't anything that I didn't really think was wasn't believable 
you know, kind of throughout throughout the whole movie. It wasn't one of those where, you know, things are happening. You're just like, okay, okay. Now everything in this movie that happened was believable. It was, it was a good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised. I went. I always look at at ratings and things like that. IMDb gave it a six point eight. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a seventy four, and Google seventy nine percent of Google users liked it. So it was pretty. It was. It's. Re- received as as a good movie and that's what it is uh if you're tired of the typical superhero movie this would be something to go and watch you know this vigilante type movie yeah this isn't your 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 avengers or your your dc you know the justice league anything like that um anything else been coming out it's something that's completely different um but it's good it was enjoyable i had a lot of fun with it and uh glad i watched it you always love to find a movie that you've never heard of before but uh-huh. and then enjoy it yeah it's it's one of those nice surprises that you get every once in a while i i do i pick a lot i always look for movies that i haven't seen before uh trying to to watch some new stuff pick up some new things uh instead of watching the same old same old stuff um look for things that i just might have missed that slipped under the radar somehow when this was one of those that just kind of showed up on my my page on amazon prime and i was like Okay. And again, if just looking at the thumbnail, you wouldn't know that that's Woody Harrelson in it. You've actually got to click on it to see. And then once I saw that, I was like, okay, you got me. You got me. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Check it out. It's like, I think it came in like an hour and 47 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So you're under two hours uh, in and out. It's not one of those that kind of drags on. It, It goes pretty quick. Um, which is weird when you're talking about movies, right? And you're like, oh, it's an hour and 47 and it, it doesn't feel like this or feel like that. And then you'll, cause sometimes you'll watch a movie like the, the, the latest justice league that was released, right? The four hour mix, it felt every bit of four hours. Uh, and the new Batman, which is three hours, didn't feel like it was three hours. The right. First time I saw it, it, it did. Yeah, it did not feel like it was a. It did not feel like it was a three-hour movie. It was one of those that kind of flies by. Uh, but this, yeah, it it goes by. It's just not one of those ones where I watch a lot of bad movies too. And sometimes you're sitting there and you're watching it and you're like, okay, let me get my phone out. What's going on here? Is there something going on on TikTok I need to be seeing or Instagram or Facebook? What what's what's going on? Uh, no, I I didn't pick up my phone. I sat and watched it and enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was one of those that's gonna it's gonna from start to finish you're gonna be intrigued and want to uh it's just a good movie. So for those listening or watching, go see Defender. Defender. Defender something else. <laughs> <laughs> but um so uh we're gonna go ahead and just kinda wrap this uh so thank you again, Alan, for coming on. Um could you you know, kind of let us know what you're about, who you're about, where to find you. Yeah, no, I'm a, a part-time nerd, uh, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Twitch is PT Nerd Streams, as well as I, I have another podcast that I do called Strikeout Beer. Um, and that's everywhere at Strikeout Beer, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. I think we even have a Pinterest and a Hover. And uh, I, every time I talk to my partner, uh, he's signed us up for new some new site that that, that we're on. So it's it's crazy, but yeah, no, th- those are the two places I'm at, um, putting content out all over the place. So, and thank you so much for having me on. When you messaged me, like, hey, you want to come on? I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I 
yes, there's no hesitation. I, I love doing things like this. And, you know, I was talking to you earlier. Um, I'm starting to do an interview series for my part-time nerd, and I'd love to have you on that. Of course. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, whether you're on here, on Zero to Hero, on our YouTube, uh, thank you. Thank you again. Um, and this is how I end my show. That's Star or Power Rangers. Uh, and that is as Zordon would say. May the power protect you. If you enjoyed this episode of Baker Rangers Movie Talk, please check us out on YouTube and wherever you find your podcast. And also check out our host, Zeo to Hero, wherever you find your podcast at zeodahero.com.